0: Oh, baby, welcome back to Talk Talking Sports Better Than Most podcast. Where today, just like every other day, we got the best content coming to you. Uh, we got some great opinions on a lot of things sports related. But I'll hand it over to my partner to get us started.
1: Yeah, I mean, here we go. It's 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 officially football season. But we got to wrap a couple of things up. So we've been following the saga of LIV and PGA Tour. It's kind of fitting that yesterday. We had the top two players, really, I think, in the world. You had the best American golfer, Scotty Scheffler, right now. You had the top European player, Roy McElroy going head-to-head for $18 million. Uh, I played for quarters, 50 cents this weekend, but they're playing for $18 million. And in the end, Scotty Scheffler cut um, failed him and he pulled just about everything <laughs> and um, his putting kind of went down and Rory got a huge break by hitting the flag stick and making a par on a chip shot and Rory McIlroy, the guy who kind of really first spoke out about LIV spoke um, well, out the win and um, it's, it was just a fitting way to end and now here we go because um, today the big shoe was supposed to drop of these players leaving the PGA Tour and I do know two of them Left Cameron Tringali and um, Joaquin Neiman, um, but we haven't heard about anybody else yet, which is pretty odd considering I think there's a LIV tournament this week. But um, Roy McElroy ends up on top. Roy and Tiger made these sweeping changes. They're going to have these exhibition matches, I guess, in stadiums coming up soon or whenever. Um, so it was a kind of a fitting way to end that the guy who kind of first stuck his neck out. And really, it sounds like what Tiger Woods made these changes, is the top golfer on the PGA Tour this year, I guess. Again, like I said, it's only
0: fitting. Yeah. um, It was good for golf, I think, to see the way uh, Roy ended up winning. Uh, It was really good for golf to see those two um, being in the final group and doing what they did. And, and, I mean, uh, you know, you're happy to see Roy do that. Obviously, the whole British Open kind of got – That kind of slipped right through his hands. Um, That was a tough thing for a lot of uh, devout golf fans to see Rory um, struggle on that back nine at um, St. Andrews. So it was good to see that he he was able to get that W and get that win and cap off the season. And um, like I said, it was probably better him than anyone else, um, just being a guy who's really taken the PGA Tour and put it on his back, uh, being the voice of the PGA Tour pretty much all, well, since the LIV has kind of started making its name. So it was really good for golf. Um, yeah, I mean, there's a lot of controversy on it because they're just basically saying that why is the pj 2 now just selling out all this money when they were sitting at it the whole time? I mean, that's a debate for another day, but um, it was good for golf to see the way it was. Um, I saw that Lee Westwood's making some comments now too and losing a lot of respect for him pretty quickly. Um, just like a lot of the other golfers in LIV, but um, he's saying like uh, I don't know if he saw the, the, the quote or something about how they're brainwashed. You know, all those guys are brainwashed, whatever. And um, I mean, I just don't really find I find that impossible with the way with the things that he says genuinely come off his across is he's grateful for what he has um, and what he's going to continue to be doing is. Playing on the PJ Tour, as he says, is the is the best tour to play on, is the best place to play. And he like you said, I've I've played all over the world and there's nothing better than the PJ Tour. So at least there's one guy that you can truly say I think um, doesn't play for the money. And like Sky Shuffler said, he doesn't play for the money as well. I mean he hasn't been out, as outspoken about it as much. But um, I mean, two guys that probably made I mean I think Ray they said made twenty eight million this year on yeah, the on the tour. Scheffler um, made probably at least I'd have to imagine fifteen to twenty. And that's just
1: on tour. That's just yeah, on yeah. Their yeah, yes. I mean,
0: like so. Um, they and obviously they make way more endorsements than they do with a PJ tour. But um, yeah, so it just shows you two guys that are some of the best players in the world, um, whether you're LIV or a PJ tour, um, that they don't. And I think
1: care as that's the what people, even like when we over vacation, we're talking to Jake about all of this. A buddy of ours. Like I think that's been our our concept from day one in talking about LIB versus PJ tour the
0: history the well, legacy and, of the money what matters more to you It
1: would be like Tom Brady saying I'm going to go join the Canadian Football League cuz they're going to give me 300 million dollars mm-hmm. for the year uh, mm-hmm. I mean it just he wouldn't do it I mean it just it, LeBron James saying I'm leaving the NBA to go play in France for the year cuz they're going to give me 90 million dollars like those guys wouldn't do that Mm -hmm. and i think our argument all along has been that concept now with that being said Phil mickelson is now getting all these accolades from everybody Phil mickelson has said a long time ago that the pga tour was sitting on all this money the pga tour had all this money wasn't doing anything with it that is a true statement Mm -hmm. however again we can say true things it's also about the way you go about doing it And getting in bed with the Saudis was probably not the way to go about doing it. He met up with somebody, Greg Norman, who had a big axe to grind with the PGA Tour, and he ran with it, started stealing players. And um, let's be honest, though. I mean, so, okay, so, yes, that that part is true. Mm -hmm. A lot of what Mickelson and them did, though, is is not what you should have done and how you do it. Um, So that was a humongous problem. And it's funny that... We were right. I mean, we said it probably about two weeks before Tiger finally took the bull by the horns. Tiger Woods saved the PGA Tour. I mean, it looks like Cam Young, Matsuyama, all those guys were going to leave until Tiger and Rory stepped up, had this meeting, and basically said, here are the changes, here's what we're going to do, and boom. Um, So I I, I don't like this idea we got to get Phil Mickelson all these accolades that he helped change. I mean, he did. Remember, Tiger Woods changed golf. If you want to say now Phil Mickelson helped change golf, then by all means go for it. But the needle moved because of Tiger Woods still. And, again, I don't know who's going to leave. It's a shame Cam Smith's going to leave. And um, we'll never kind of get to see the true uh, historic, potentially golfer he could have been. Probably could have won a lot of majors. He's a great player. Um, We'll never know. Um, I feel really bad for that President's Cup team because that international team, I mean, they – well, so, yeah, they already had a disadvantage. I mean, now they're going to be
0: down their top. I guess at least the top player, and I don't know who I else. I
1: have some Mexican heritage in me. I mean, Gonzalez. I, yeah. I might get to play. Hey, um, because I don't mean, I yeah, nobody. But um, holy smokes! When 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 these rest of these names drop, I guess are going to drop any second now. Um, it's going to be pretty rough. So, um, anyways, the saga is not over. The PGA Tour at least stepped up. They're going to make some changes. They're putting out way, not, I think what they're doing for the, um, for the rookies, they're going to give them $500,000, I think, up front, um, which is unbelievable. I mean, that's,
0: yeah, I said something about like Q school and, and all those things. I don't know if that has to do with it or not, but
1: anybody who qualified is getting $500,000 up front. So they, they're going to get to graduate and, um, they get this money to start their careers and, they don't have to come you know, and say, well, i got to make a cut to make my first paycheck. The P J Tour is going to give them something. So, mm-hmm. you know, if you think about it, I mean, it just kind of falls in line with the rest of professional Well, I think that's
0: just going to help them retain the top talent. I mean, obviously, if you're the number one amateur in the world, then you're going to be going to the P J Tour. You, you would like to think that you're probably able to eventually make a career. I mean, a, right. a very well-off career, but, I mean, some of the guys... Obviously, there's a lot of top college talent and other guys that don't go to college that are still top talent, um, and their plan is to be a you know a PGA Tour player um, that hopefully should help retain a little bit um, of those players to keep them in the PGA Tour because I really don't think people want to leave the PGA Tour, but I mean sometimes those players might think that they don't really have, might not have a very well-off career with the top talent in the world on the PGA Tour, so yeah.
1: And I mean, it would just be like if you're the top player in college football. Well, guess what? You're getting a you're you're going to get a salary, right? Mm-hmm. No matter what ends up happening. Well, I mean, it's so,
0: exactly like NIL already. Yeah, exactly. So I mean, those. I mean, obviously they're a little different. They're amateur, but um, there's. I mean, I think it's helping keep players in college because they are getting treated. More, I mean, I understand. It's a long story, but um, you know, I mean, it just helps keep them in, in college. They don't feel like they have to race to the the pro. Um, level just to start making money so
1: i think it's kind of cool um it is it's a really cool cool thing um that they're going to help out these younger players and see what happens i mean uh, i just think it's it's great and um you know if you want to say liv (laughs) save the pga tour and um all that kind of stuff then so be it made everyone's life better Then so be it whatever but i mean i do think it was a good thing and um um you know like i said the saga is probably not over i do think no. that we probably hit maybe a, a tipping point right like i think those that are going to go are going to go now. Mm-hmm. I think I, I. don't think like every month we're going to have names drop. Like I think mm-hmm. it's pretty much set in stone yeah. who's leaving and who's not. I mean, I don't know how long Dustin Johnson's contract is. I don't know, Tim, uh, Jay Monahan already said he's not welcome back, so so be it. I do think we do want to know what's going to happen. I. We probably won't really talk much about it until April when we find out what the Masters is going to do with LIV players. Um, but I thought Roy McRoy's comments about how um, – he really is not looking forward to playing with what 18 of them, I think in a tournament in a month or something at Wentworth, that comment he made at the press conference, um, was a good one. So that's going to be a really awkward tournament <laughs> As outspoken as Roy McElroy has been, um, to talk about how, um, he does not look forward, um, to being with them. Um, I think that's a pretty, pretty interesting thing. So it's going to be, um, like I said, it's going to be really awkward. That's all I can say. I think um, it's going to be awkward. So that is, um, I forget what tournament it's in. It's, it's Wentworth, I think, in England in a couple of weeks. So it'll be fun to see um, the little bit of tension in the air. Um, I don't know. Do they go and talk to each other? Do they co- confront each other? I don't know. But
0: I mean, it'll I'm sure they'll be interesting. cordial and talk to each other, but and it's not going to have any change and disdain that Roy has for him and what they've done, and I'm sure I won't change anything with the LIV players because I think that they've been wrong by the PGA Tour. So
1: yeah, so it'll be interesting. So, anyways, there's a wrap up on the PGA Tour season. Good luck to Roy McIlroy. Hopefully Tiger Woods is healing up so we can get um, we can get Tiger back next year and get some some good stuff. And hopefully LIV does its thing. Good luck to LIV, and um, you know we'll go from there. So now let's talk about the NFL, folks. We previewed. The NFC last week, there was some breaking news I just saw on Twitter. Jimmy Garoppolo, we talked about him. He yeah, stayed, I think he was. Oh, really? He's staying with the San Francisco 49ers. Um, he just signed a one-year deal. Um, it, this contract is all money guaranteed. No, This contract contains no trade, no tag clauses, assuring Garoppolo remain in San Francisco and have the freedom to leave in 2023. It's just a one-year deal. So... Um, basically i guess he's content so there's a couple things there either the 49ers are maybe not as sold on trey lance as we talked about last week or jimmy garoppolo is just saying hey i'll take my free money for you i'll do nothing (laughs) yeah i'll see you next year uh, it's like the liv players right i'll just show up to golf and whatever i finish it doesn't matter because i got a boatload of money um so that's some interesting news because there's some teams that we thought maybe could use them but um that was last week we talked about the nfc so let's talk about the afc let's start um afc east bills dolphins patriots jets what's your take what what do you what do you see in that division because um let's be honest the patriots were on top of the world for so long it was a foregone conclusion the bills kind of a tough division now i think so
0: yeah. yeah i mean you would have asked me that a few years ago and i said that's a joke but um You know, the Jets, I would say, are getting better. I don't think they're going to take any step to win the division. I think Buffalo is still really good. Uh, New England, I mean, I don't think they're, like, scary good, but they just find ways to win games. Uh, They're not, like, the scariest roster, I would say. But, I mean, obviously Bill Belichick has a lot to say about how to win NFL games, so he's done it for year after year after year. And Miami, obviously, is a team that's more on the uprise as well with Tua and – Tyreek Hill. Tyreek Hill, yeah, I couldn't think of his name. Um, so, you would think that they'll be good, but obviously it's a pretty tough division. It, it's going to be one of the tougher ones. Um, uh, yeah, I mean, you got Buffalo, who I think would have to be the favorite, and that's who I'm going to be picking. So,
1: Yeah, I, I'm going to be honest with you. I think if the Bills don't win that division, I think it's going to be the Dolphins. I think they got some, some they added some great talent. Their offensive line they built up, did a bunch in the draft. Um, I, I just... I don't believe Mac Jones is going to win a game for you. I'm sorry. He's not Tom Brady. And I don't think they got weapons around him. I mean, Bill Belichick has always found ways to win. But I'm sorry. I I just, I don't believe. I mean, he's got two guys that aren't even offensive coordinators being the offensive coordinator. Um, That seems like a hot mess there. Um, The Jets, like you said, are getting better. Maybe give them a couple more years. Maybe they might contend. But no one's going to go against the Bills. It's Josh Allen. They added, uh, I can't think what's his name on defense. Um, I mean, there's no doubt the Bills. The Bills should win that division. I think the Dolphins, though, give them all they want. I'm sure Miami, though, don't wanna. I don't know when they play at Buffalo, but (laughs) they're not looking forward to probably probably in late December. Um, That should be a fun game for the Dolphins up there. But I agree with you. I mean, the Bills.
0: They play each other week three, but it's in Miami.
1: 20 degrees probably, yeah, yeah, and then they
0: play them December 18th in oh,
1: yeah. Buffalo. Maybe we'll have a lake effect snowstorm up there, that'll be great. So, um, I, I'm gonna take the Bills, too. I agree. I think, though, I think the surprise is I don't think the Patriots I, I could see the Patriots finishing third or fourth in that division, to be honest with you.
0: Yeah, I mean, I think it would go Jets last, but I think it's a good division top to bottom. Yeah, Every um, game's gonna be Jets last, game. and then I think New England's, um.
1: New England's not going to get blown
0: out. No, I don't think they will get blown out. They still have a good defense. but um, And then Miami, you would think, should finish in second. But at the same time, I think Tua's consistency could be a big role on that. Because if he's consistent, I think they have the chance to fight the Bills. But if he's not consistent, I don't think they have a chance to fight the Bills. All right, so
1: the Bills, that was an
0: easy one, folks. Now let's get to the,
1: uh, the yawner. There is an AFC South. Um, Texans, Colts, Jaguars, and Titans. You know, the Titans will probably come into the playoffs undefeated. And, um, oh, boy, I tell you. Um, the Colts got Matt Ryan. That was a huge offseason pickup, right, that Carson Wentz last year, if I'm not mistaken. Um, they, they've got Matt Ryan, Matty Ice. Always, we kind of kept thinking, just get him on a team that has a chance. Good things will happen. So um, the Texans, I'm gonna be honest with you, I boy, they're they're not undefeated though. I, yeah, they're oh boy. And then the Jaguars, I guess, will get better. Um, but so to me, it's the Colts and Titans. Uh, what's your take on who's gonna come out of that race?
0: Well, the Colts had a solid year last year. They just, I think they what lost the last game of the season, yeah. and to they horrible. just Was it the Jaguars. It might have been, yeah. yeah. Um, yeah, I think the Jaguars spoiled the Colts' chances of making the playoffs last year. So, I mean, and I think I would say it's an upgrade at quarterback. And then you have a second-year Jonathan Taylor um, showing obviously what he could do last year. One fantasy but pick. I, I'm just yeah. I mean, so you know, I think that they should be solid. Michael Pittman as a receiver. I can't think of who else their receivers are. Um, they have that. one. I can't think of his name right now. Uh, that receiver. Obviously Pittman, but whoever the receivers are. Um,
1: yeah, I know you
0: I know where you're going, but I mean. Yeah, Paris Campbell, but there's another one. I'm trying to think. Oh, he might. He must not be with the team anymore.
1: I mean, it's going to be.
0: Um, I guess it's kind of a weak receiver group.
1: Yeah, I think I. They, Michael they, Pittman's your number one. I think Michael Pittman's going to have to carry them a little bit. Um, I think. Again, with that being said, I. Matt Ryan has to be an upgrade. I mean, he absolutely yeah. has to be, I guess. I don't, I don't know how it couldn't be. Uh, he can throw the football. I mean, there's no doubt about that. Mm-hmm. The question is, though, you know, it's been a long time since, um, I don't know. I, Matt Ryan's always played on a team that had to come from behind, had no expectations, and yet I guess my question is when, when push comes to shove now, is, is he going to be able to do it? I mean, I, I, I don't know. I, I don't know. It's – it's. I can't pick though no Tennessee. There's just something about them. Um, I just – I don't know if I well, – We'll find out about them in
0: week four. The Titans and Colts play each other.
1: I mean, let's face it. So, I mean, you got Derrick Henry, right? Mm-hmm. Um. Obviously, he came back at the end of last year. I just feel like every year, though, the guy's getting older and older. And, like, at Mm -hmm. some point, folks, I mean, I just think it it wears you out. I mean, I I just don't think, oh, the Colts do have Kiki Kuti. Remember, I picked him up at the end of the year. Um, He was a good pickup for me.
0: Um, Well, they play the Texans and Jaguars twice. You would hope to imagine that's 4-0 right there. So they play the Commanders. Um I mean, that's five wins right there. I would have to imagine the Giants, you'd think that's a win as well. So, I don't know if they play the hardest schedule of all time.
1: Yeah, it's, it's, it's definitely,
0: uh, yeah. I mean, it's not a pretty division just because Houston and Jag- Jacksonville are not going to be good. And then Tennessee, I don't know what they're going to do with their quarterback situation. They don't, with. I can't think of the quarterback's name right now. Ryan Tannehill. Ryan Tannehill. Um, he's... Yeah, I mean, he showed last year that he's not the guy that's going to win you games. So.
1: All right. Well, I'm going to go with the Colts then. Yeah, I'm okay. going to go with the Colts too. I think you got you got a a, a good quarterback who's more than a game manager. Uh-huh. Matt Ryan can win you games. Uh-huh. You got a great running back. Yeah. Um, I, I think I think Matt Ryan's better than Tannehill, uh-huh. and I think the running back situation kind of evens itself out. I mean, whatever yeah. be the case. So. I'm gonna go with the Colts. So again, those are pretty chalk so far, I think, folks. Now you get to the West. You got the Broncos, the Chiefs, the Raiders, and the Chargers. Probably the toughest division in football. The Broncos, their quarterback, hit an unbelievable defense last year, right? They got Russell Wilson. Mm-hmm. The Broncos had a great defense. The Chiefs, new look, you got Kelsey and Mahomes, and then you got these wide receivers kind of figuring out uh, how that's gonna work out the Raiders well they got the best wide receiver in the NFL besides Cooper Cup and then you got the Chargers that have Justin Herbert that everyone says is MVP caliber this year so I mean any we could we could name any of those teams and it's not like a shocker I'm assuming the the Vegas pick is the Chiefs what do you think
0: I don't want to go with the Chiefs just because I don't I don't feel like, I mean, I know they're good, obviously. they got Patrick Mahomes, and they've done it it. what they've done the last couple of years, obviously, is still tremendous. But, I don't know, I just don't feel like they're functioning correctly still. I agree with you. I, watch... I feel like there's something wrong that we're going to find out about them this year because of the division that they play in. I mean, the Raiders, they're obviously going to be pretty solid. I, don't, I wouldn't say they're a favorite, obviously. But, I mean, I don't. I think their cars are, are definitely a, a in the upper echelon of quarterbacks in the NFL. you got the best receiver in football now, and you got Darren Waller, who's obviously, maybe he's not the best tight end in the NFL, but he's then number two or three. Um, and I guess he's kind of just like a taller receiver. He's not really a tight end. He's kind of a just a receiver at that point. But um, you got a good team there. Um, so I'd have to imagine that they'll be solid. Denver, I'll put it this way. I think the Chargers are probably the best, and then I would go maybe... KC and, L- and L- I- LA <laughs> Las Vegas, um, kind of like in the middle there. I don't think it's five. I think the, I think the Chargers are extremely good. Um, I think um, not gonna think of the quarterback's name right now. Yeah, I... what's his name?
1: Say it again. I'm sorry. The
0: Chargers' that. quarterback. Oh, Herbert. Yeah, Justin Herbert. Um, I think he's obviously a tremendous quarterback. He has the ability to uh, win a lot of games. Um and they got some talented players out there and, they got playmakers. Yeah, in LA so um and then the Raiders and the Chiefs, I think they're and then I I just I know that they had a good defense last year in the Broncos and then they have now um Russell um, Wilson, but I just don't think that they're gonna just take off. I really don't see it that way. Um I don't think it's as good as they're building it up to be. But, obviously, that's an extremely tough division. So, saying that they might finish in fourth doesn't mean anything bad. They might finish 500 and finish in fourth. They're well, not 500, but they might finish 10-7 and seven and finish fourth. I mean, so, yeah, what do you say about that? I, I, I think the
1: Raiders win this division. I think the Broncos defensively can compete with anybody. I'm not saying I, I, I've never been a huge Russell Wilson fan, I guess. But, I know he's great. Um, I agree with you 100%. I think you're going to find some major holes in that offense of the Chiefs. Um, I know Andy Reid is supposedly him and um, the offensive coordinator. What's his name? I can't think. Can't get a job anywhere. Um, Uh um, I I just, I I don't know. I think we're going to find there's things don't offensively click. I'm not saying Tyree Kill was the all and end all, but. Eric Bion, I mean. Yeah, there you go. He can't get a job, but um, I mean, let's face it. Tyreek Kill was was better well, I mean, than everyone on the field. He he could he could I mean he's gonna run past you.
0: Could, yeah, I mean it's hard I mean, to cover dangerous. a guy who's probably the fastest in the NFL, and I mean, it's hard to cover. I mean, when you already got Travis Kelsey and a guy like Patrick Mahomes that can make any throw on the field at any point, so I mean that's anytime you lose. Somebody of the equivalent, obviously, your your core is not getting any better. So I don't care who you replace them with. Your core, your receiving core is not better. It's just like in Green Bay. Now who do they have that is going to take the place of Devontae right. Adams? I mean, it's not going to be one guy. It's going to have to take three or four. And guess what? Three or four of them still not as good as Devontae Adams. Right. So.
1: And the Chargers, I think, offensively can go head-to-head with anybody. But they still are going to have to play defense. And I don't know if the names jump off the top of my head defensively for them. I mean, I think of them, I think they played the Browns last year and they kind of just went back and forth offensively. So I, I'm going to go with the Raiders. I think they, they proved last year that Derek Carr can win them games. I know there's all the controversy that they wanted Tom Brady and not Derek Carr or whatever, but Now that's, again, just a talking point on TV. But, God, I, I agree with you. I, I, I don't think the Chiefs are going to win this division. I'm, I'm going to go with the Las Vegas Raiders. There you go. The Raiders? Yeah, we'll go with them. And now we'll end with the AFC North. Why? Oh, because it's our country. And again, it may not be the best division, but it's definitely got the storylines. You know, it's got Lamar Jackson and the Ravens. I mean, let's be honest. We know how dynamic Lamar Jackson is. Can he so You got Lamar. You got
0: obviously Deshaun Watson after two, two, <laughs> 10 games suspension or eleven game suspension. Then you got Joe Burrow, and then you got whatever they're gonna do in this the Steelers. So yeah. So uh, here's my thoughts
1: originally from some of the teams. Uh, Jacoby Brissett, I think is trash, folks. I watched that game the other day. Some of the highlights on TV at the Browns. Um, yeah, I think the Browns are gonna have a long, long, long season. The expectations are through the roof. Do I think Nick Chubb and Kareem Hunt, though, can carry them? No, I don't. I, I really don't. I don't think they, they, they cannot be one-dimensional. And I'm going to be honest with you, Jacoby Brissett, if we lined up all these quarterbacks in the AFC, I mean, I, I, I don't even know if he'd be in the top. I think he'd be in the bottom five quarterbacks, I mean, being serious. So I think the Browns are going to definitely struggle. I don't. By the time Deshaun Watson comes back, like you said, it'll be like two years since he's actually played in an NFL game. So mm-hmm. it's not like he's gonna come back and just be a world beater. Just it's not gonna happen. Um, the Steelers are always gonna be tough. Mike Tomlin always has them playing. Um, with that being said, I just I think that quarterback situation is too much of still. I get it, they're going to run Najee Harris through the roof. I get that, I get that, I get that. He's not necessarily a breakaway running back, I feel, just a pounder. And he's going to grind and grind and grind and grind you out. But I, I'm i not sold on them either. Then it comes down to the Ravens and Bengals. And, oh, I, I just, Lamar Jackson is a video game. But I think top to bottom as a team, I know they had a ton of injuries last year, the Ravens. I get that. They get back the Ohio State running back. His name escapes me right J-K. now. J.K. Who is it? J.K. Yeah, J.K. Robbins. Um, he's a dynamic running back. I think. Um, I think the Ravens and Bengals come right down to the wire. I think though, Joe Burrow lifts them over the edge, and I think the Bengals squeak out this division. I mean, like, I, it's going to come down to the last week. I think. But I do think the Bengals somehow, some way, win this division. Um, Yeah, it's just this a hard pick because I'm not a. I just don't really like the Ravens, but I just think they 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 are a pretty stacked team too. So um, they're always going to play good defense. They got the best kicker in football, (laughs) 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 can kick seventy yarders, um, probably. So uh, I'm going to go. I I guess this is more of a heart pick. I'm going to go with the Bengals. Um, to somehow squeeze out and beat the Ravens
0: and, and win this division? Yeah, so for me, I kind of go on the same route. Um, along The whole season-wise, um, season. I'm going to pick the Bengals, but I think Baltimore is obviously a very good football team, but I think last year they kind of showed that um, somewhat that the, the, the Ravens system has somewhat been figured out. And obviously, I mean, Lamar is only so good that he can only be so good. So, I think that he's. I think it goes Bengals then Baltimore, and I think you've got two teams right now that are going to be tied with. I think I mean Pittsburgh and, and uh, Cleveland. I think are both going to be kind of about equivalent, but. Can I, just um, I read think, this
1: to you real quick? Listen to this:
0: November twentieth,
1: Bengals Steelers. November twenty seventh, Bengals Titans. December fourth, Chiefs Bengals. December eleventh, Browns Bengals. December eighteenth, Bengals Bucks. December twenty fourth, Bengals Patriots. January second, Bills Bengals. And January eighth, the season ends with the Ravens and Bengals. I'm gonna be honest with you, that is a freaking gauntlet, folks. Um, I have to change my pick now. I mean, that, that. I mean, I know the Browns are in there. I'm just saying because it's the Battle of Ohio Division rivals. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, that's a gauntlet to end the season with. Mm-hmm. I mean, seriously, look at that. That's not good. I mean, you're going to play the Bucks. The Bills and the Ravens three of the last four weeks and throwing the Patriots. I mean, mm-hmm. that that's. I didn't mean to cut you off, but I just want to see when the Bengals and Ravens play. Mm-hmm. They do play the last game of the season. I wouldn't be surprised if it comes down to that.
0: Yeah. So um, I think Pittsburgh obviously has been has been at least good uh, for a very very long time, and I think Cleveland. Um, I mean, you have to go eleven games without the guy that you are basically giving everything for. Um, it's kind of tough to really be able to compete. I think that they'll probably end up about a game or two over 500 at, at best. Um, I think the Steelers have the absolute ability to do that, or maybe more. Um, I think the Steelers are better than people think. Um, I think Pickett is going to eventually take the number one job. But I think obviously they'll start with Trubisky because I don't think you can start the rookie and then say he doesn't pan out immediately. Um, you really can't go back out on that. Um, and I think Trubisky is a better player than people give him. I think he had a really tough time in Chicago, and I don't think it was totally his fault. Obviously, he made some bad passes, but, I mean, if you look at Chicago, it's not. The, the quarterback wasn't the only issue in Chicago. So um, I think Trubisky's gotten a bad rep, but I think he's a better player than people think. So, and I think Mike Tomlin has done a pretty good job in his time in Pittsburgh showing that he can coach and make players um, get the best out of them, and make them want to play as hard as they can. So um, I I want to go with the Bengals, and I think Baltimore is just right behind behind them. And then I think uh, Pittsburgh, and then I think Cleveland's last. Um, I'm not as high on Cleveland. Um, Even with Deshaun Watson, I still don't know um, if they're that amazing as they like to think that they are. Um, But um, what's the quarterback? quarterback, Jacoby Brissett. Jacoby Brissett. I knew his name. I could not get it out of me. But, uh, yeah, I think that I think they're good enough to find a way to win some games while he's there, but um, it'll also have been two years since Sean Watson's really played in a meaningful game. I think there's going to be a lot of nerves and a lot of... um,
1: A lot of fucking pressure.
0: Yeah, I mean, it's just a lot of pressure to come into the season not having really been warm, um, not having been able to really, you know, obviously practice helps, but when it comes down to the games, um, it takes time to gel and kind of get that chemistry going with your receivers and running backs and tight ends um, that he's just not going to be able to get in practice. They don't obviously mean nearly as much as a, you know, a game when there's all the pressure on the line, and I mean, I think there's going to be even more pressure because he's going to have to take a team that's going to basically have to probably be perfect once he starts over, once he starts taking over the um, quarterback position, so.
1: And the one thing that's out there that I know isn't probably going to affect the game, but, you know, the Ravens are still in talks with, with, obviously, Lamar Jackson, and I don't know. I mean, that, that's that got to play in the back of everyone's mind, too. I mean, the guy's playing, basically. I mean, if he gets injured this year, oh, my gosh. I mean, I don't know. So, it's, it's one of those things that I just think, in the end, the Bengals had the upper edge regardless of everything. So, that's our preview picks for the AFC Next week, we'll be making our NFL picks for games each week, um, and we will pick our Super Bowl champion as well and see where those predictions go. But um, we want to talk some college football, but let's real quick throw this in there because it's super important. We're about 40 minutes away from potentially the end of an era. We mentioned it probably three weeks ago, Serena Williams announcing uh, this is definitely going to be her last U.S. Open, probably her last major, probably her last ever tennis match. Tennis mate tennis tournament to begin with. Um, you know, it's it's got people excited. She definitely both Williams sisters obviously changed the world of tennis. Whether you, you know tennis or not, you knew who I mean she's she probably
0: right. I mean she's I would have to imagine go down as the best tennis woman's tennis player of all time and probably one of the best at women's athletes ever. Yeah, so I mean I can't think there's of there's no a, reason why she isn't.
1: I mean I'm gonna be honest with you, Stephen and I I met him at the tennis court about a, three weeks ago. And I mean, we were just tossing the ball around. And I mean, I can't even imagine playing that sport. And, um, I mean, she she did everything. And, um, she did it the right way. And is definitely a role model for all women. And like you said, um, I'll be honest with you, I, I, I think she could beat just about anybody back in her prime. So, um, I'm not going to lie. I think America would love to see Venus maybe win a few game, a few matches. Serena. Oh, Serena, I'm sorry. And um, I know her and her sister, though, are playing in the doubles tournament, too. So it may be one of those awkward things where she loses in the singles, but they're still maybe alive in the doubles, maybe. So um, it could be one of those things. But I think, obviously, she's not going to win the U.S. Open, but it would definitely be cool to see her least to go a couple rounds. Yeah,
0: even get or a week into it. Uh, yeah when yeah. um, make it to the third round would still I think the
1: scene of her maybe on center court after winning a couple matches would be a kind of cool thing for sports. Um to see her just it would get people fired up. So um let's hope she gets past this first round matchup. Um there's a few it looks like a few American women won a few matches already today. So um look at that she's twenty and Owen in US open first round matches, seventy eight three in major. That's pretty good folks. Um the sad thing is, you know, like, you know she's not going to win. And, um, you know, so I, I, every moment is is just kind of, again, we talked about this. It's tough to finally see some of the biggest stars ever, like their careers kind of end. Um, and, um, you know, so good luck to Serena. We'll see next week. You never know. Maybe we'll be doing the podcast and she'll still be alive and making one of those. You never know. Sometimes, Sometimes sports runs. give you... Those stories that you never, I mean, they kept showing Tiger Woods' championship last, you know, couple days in Atlanta when the tour championship was rained delayed on Saturday. We're replaying that. Then he went at the Masters. I mean, things we never thought would maybe ever happen again. So you never know, folks. Um, she's playing Danka. I won't even attempt to say the last name, but good luck to Serena. We'll see what happens. So, last topic of the day. Probably Our most passionate topic The college football season Begins Well um, it began already With week zero um, And um, Well the Big Ten Kicked it off in Ireland Don't ask me why <laughs> But the whole state of Nebraska Showed up only to watch Scott Frost We talked about this last week Him on the hot seat To watch Nebraska lose And um, well folks Northwestern again we said every once in a while they have kind of some of those big years and um, they did so I guess the question on everyone's mind right now is does Scott Frost um, make it through the year in Lincoln well I think they play Oklahoma in a few weeks and um, I told Steven they'll probably upset him but um, it's definitely it was an interesting way to start the season in the Big Ten With an upset to start the year, like I texted you Saturday, probably no better way than to start college football.
0: Yeah, I mean, it was a fun game to watch. I think both teams are better than I thought they would be. Um, Northwestern obviously comes out with the win and beats Nebraska, and Nebraska once again loses again in a close game. So um, it's kind of Scott Frost's um, niche um, product is to give you games that are close but never win. So um, I feel bad for Nebraska. I mean, I felt bad for whoever lost the game before it obviously ended because I felt like both teams. I felt like Northwestern definitely deserved to win, but um, I felt like Nebraska kind of also deserved to win. So I, I feel bad. Maybe it's because I feel bad for Scott Frost in that program, but um, I think he's a better coach than what he's shown. But, but at the same time, he's not winning games. So the game, uh, kind of, we're.
1: Well, they but did they the stupid dominant. onside kick. Yeah, and that that kind of just. I don't know why. I mean, I think
0: they could have back. back. I'm going to they basically. Northwestern played the game. If you saw it, they played the game when they got up. They played the game that Nebraska had to beat them. They weren't going to let Northwestern beat themselves. Nebraska beat themselves. All right. At least there's yeah. one play that I would say that without without question is the stupid onside kick. I mean, you're up twenty-eight seventeen. I think at that point, point. Um, and all the momentum is with you. So why why give them the ball at the forty? five yard line, make them go 80, make them go 75 yards. Right. I mean, it just doesn't make any sense. And I mean, obviously when it doesn't go your way, you know, calls are obviously in the hindsight, you know, you're like, man, I wish I would have got that back. It was a bad call, but I just don't understand the idea behind the onside. I mean, if you were down 28, 17, you felt like you really needed something to go your way, then I guess maybe I understand it, but I just didn't feel like it was a smart idea. Um, there was still a lot of game left at that point. Um, and I find Nebraska showed that they were able to move the ball. Northwestern kind of was at a point where they were kind of struggling to really get the ball on the field, and then you just gave them life. Um, it just doesn't make any sense. But no, exactly. I guess that's what they did, and they're going to have to pay for it. So
1: It's going to be interesting to see how now Nebraska comes out and answers. I mean, they got the transfer quarterback from Texas. Seems like he played really well in the first half and the second half. I didn't get to watch it. I had to listen to it on the radio driving home, and um, it just sounded like he, whether they got conservative, he got nervous, um, it just seemed like it kind of fell apart.
0: Yeah, there was a couple throws that, just slightly off, I felt like, but. And then at the end, Northwestern just pounded it down their throats. Yeah, I mean, they ran the ball, I don't know how many times in a row, but um, at the end, I mean, they were really, I mean, Northwestern truly played not, they truly played not to lose. I mean, it ended up working for them, but. At the same time, uh, the whole onside kick was just unbelievably dumb, in my opinion. From the, I mean, when I saw it happen, I just couldn't believe that they were doing that. The first thing I said was, "Why would you onside kick on that situation?" But obviously, if they would have got it, I mean, we'd probably be saying a different, you know, story right now. But um, I mean, once again, Pat Fitzgerald wins the game, and who knows? They might have a chance to win the West, as I mean, they've won it two out of the last four years. Once they have consistent quarterback play, they just seem to win it. Um, and in the other years, they have not had consistent quarterback play, and they go three and nine. So um, I think they've got a respectable quarterback in Ryan. I think he, he threw some – he had some pretty good plays, made some good passes, and, I mean, he just – they're not – like, you look at the roster and you don't go, like, wow, that's scary. But, I mean, they just – they find a way to get the best out of what they've got, um, whether that's really anywhere near the top talent of the Big Ten. But um, they just find a way, so – um, Northwestern wins and though no Scott Frost is um, even in a, it, the seat was already hot but it even got hotter
1: Yeah, it's not a comfortable place to be so now here we go folks let's make some college football picks and sometimes the games are going to probably be just absolutely we know who's going to win but we'll mention them because we kind of want to throw in our two cents with some of them Thursday some big games on Thursday night to kind of get things going Central Michigan playing Oklahoma State we both believe Oklahoma State's going to win But I'm going to be interested just to see kind of, again, Oklahoma State's one of those teams that every year, for some reason or another, people think they're going to be kind of good, think they're kind of not going to be good. Um, So I'm interested just to see, again, because the Big 12 with Baylor, Oklahoma State, Oklahoma, one Texas, where that all shakes out. So again, while I don't know much about Central Michigan, and I don't think they're going to win that game. I'm interested just to see kind of how Oklahoma State pans out. So that's kind of just a game I want to throw out there just to. But seven o'clock, ESPN, West Virginia, Pittsburgh. Who are you taking, Stephen?
0: So um, Pittsburgh is ranked pretty high. Um, obviously, they're number seventeen in the country. I'm not really sure why. Um, they lost their uh, best. I mean, they lost their best player and. Um, they lost probably their top two players, I guess, now I'm thinking about. Yeah, it. Yeah. Um, Jordan Addison, I think his name was, the receiver, uh, went to USC, and then Kenny Pickett, being their best player, um, was tremendous last year, and now he's in the NFL. And he looks to like he's going to maybe be a, a starter before the end of the season. So um, I don't really understand why Pittsburgh's so highly ranked. I don't know much about West Virginia either, so um, it's kind of tough. Yeah. Um, I'm not sure who to pick here just because either way, I don't feel like I respect either program that much right now. Um, but I guess with it being in Pittsburgh, I'll go with Pittsburgh.
1: All right. Steven Pittsburgh, I'm going West Virginia. Toledo, playing Long Island University, just want to make sure you believe in your Rockets still? They'll win. Okay. They'll lose
0: like four more games, but they'll, All lose, right. they'll win that game. All
1: right. Big Ten, Penn State, Purdue. I You already know my prediction on this. I think Purdue... Purdue and home, I think they upset Penn State on the way to winning the West. Purdue beats Penn
0: State. I was looking at this and I was trying to find the game and I was looking at uh, top 25 and I couldn't find the game and then I didn't realize that Penn State wasn't ranked. So um, that kind of came as a shocker to me. Um, I feel like they always have been ranked. They've been a really respected program. Um, say what you want about James Franklin. But I, I really do think that Purdue is going to win this game. I, think that, I just think that it's a, a Thursday night under the lights, first game of the year. Purdue can pass the ball. Their defense might be a little more suspect. But I don't think the Penn State offense is that great. Last year they went 7-6, and six, which I, I didn't realize they went 7-6 and six at that point. But um, their offense was very um, inconsistent, and it, it had a lot of rough... Um, game, so um, I, I'm going to go with Purdue. I think Purdue's offense in their environment at night, first week of the year, um, I think there has to be a pretty rowdy environment. So I
1: put a little money on that, folks. All right, it's Friday night. We got our fantasy draft. We'll be watching the end of this game. Western Michigan, Michigan State. Michigan State has to win, right? Yep. Okay. Oh, go, Shardy. <laughs> okay, just making sure. Next game, Big Ten game, 8 o'clock. Maybe we'll be watching this game, folks. Illinois at Indiana. There's, to me, no doubt Illinois wins this game. Uh, they actually looked pretty decent, Illinois. Indiana, I think, has one of the longest stretches of losses to start a season. I think Indiana's kind of maybe on a downward spiral. It's at Indiana, but I think Brett Bielema takes his fighting Illini into Indiana and gets the dub. Illinois starts the season, folks, 2-0 in my book.
0: What do you think? This is tough. Um, I guess they play Wyoming, which I thought Wyoming would be a little better than that. Um, I'm going to go with Indiana. Um, at Indiana, I believe the game is yeah, yep. at Indiana. So, um, I think that some point after last year they have to kind of rebound. Um, yeah, I don't I don't think they lose to Illinois.
1: All right, Michigan's going to start two quarterbacks in 2 weeks. They're playing Colorado State. Michigan's going to win. So we'll both circle Michigan, but again, Tal, you texted me. We were texting last night. So Tal, everybody out there, what do you think about Michigan and the two-quarterback system for the first two weeks?
0: So they're starting Caden McNamara game one, and then they're going with J.J. game two, um, and I think they, they play Hawaii week two, and Hawaii lost to Vanderbilt at home, um, at, at Hawaii, I should say, 63-10. to 10. So I think um, Michigan should... Have that covered in the in the second quarter. Um, so I don't know if it's going to say too much. Obviously, I think Colorado State will probably give Michigan a little bit more of a test. Um, I think Colorado State's probably a little bit better of a program. So um, I think it's. I think after the two games, he's still going to go back to Cade McNamara. Um, I don't think that he's going to stick with JJ after that. But I think both of them um, are good quarterbacks. I think they bring kind of two different uh, playing abilities. I think JJ is obviously. A much better athlete, but Cade McNamara is a little bit more of a, I'm sure, you know what you, what you see is what you get out of Cade McNamara. He's not going to really make too many bad decisions. Um, so I think it will go back to Cade after that point.
1: All right. Hey, real quick, I'm going to throw this out there. We're not going to make a prediction because we would pick the same team, but you think there's any chance the Jack Rabbits of South Dakota State could go into Iowa and beat Iowa? Uh, no. Okay. Just checking. I just wanted to make sure I threw it out there, just in case.
0: But, but if there was a team that would be upset, it would be them.
1: Oh, that's interesting. All right, next pick: Rutgers BC. I'll let you pick first. Who you got? <sighs>
0: Rutgers. Oh,
1: I gotta go Rutgers too. I thought you were gonna go BC, but I'll take. I gotta pick Rutgers too. All right, three thirty ABC. One heck of a matchup: Oregon at Georgia, but I think it's at, in, in Atlanta. Um, so the storyline there is Oregon higher, Georgia's defensive coordinator. I think the line is 17 and a half when I took the bet. I don't think Oregon wins, but I think Oregon definitely covers. So my pick is Georgia, but I think Oregon's going to give them everything they can handle and more.
0: Yeah, I think um, Georgia's going to win the game, but I think um, Oregon is definitely a, an offensively probably a little bit stronger. Yeah, um, They're going to give you more looks. Um, offensively than is going to. Georgia's going to just kind of say we got better players than you and we're just going to beat you that way. Um, what you see is what you're going to get. and I think Georgia's going to win, but I think it's going to be a better game than 17.5 or whatever the sped was. Yeah, um, I think probably Georgia wins by 10 or they win by two touchdowns. So. All
1: right. Cincinnati at Arkansas. I think we would have all liked to see Cincinnati maybe play Arkansas last year. I hear a lot of people saying maybe Arkansas is overrated. Cincinnati lost a quarterback. I'm high on Arkansas. I think they, the ceiling's the limit. But i tell you what, I'll take Cincinnati in this game.
0: I'm going Arkansas. I don't think I have to say too much. They lost their quarterback. Awesome. Uh, they lost their, 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 they their, their guy. Game. It's also in Arkansas, so I'll I take understand. the Razorbacks. They, they definitely took a step forward last year. Um, they got smashed by Georgia last year, but I think they played a lot of really good games last year and showed a lot of people that um, they're not a team to be messed with.
1: All right, Utah at Florida. 7 o'clock, ESPN. This is an interesting matchup, folks. I don't know what's going on with Florida. We'll see what happens. i got to go with Utah. What's your take?
0: I'll go Utah with probably, uh, I would say Utah by 17. All right. Wow. That's, oof, those Florida fans are <laughs> They're not going to be happy after this like game. This I can tell you that one.
1: Utah State plays Alabama. I told Stephen the talk was in the broadcast, if you watch the game, that Utah State was supposed to be a pretty offensive juggernaut. They did score points easily. The defense looked horrible. I think they were playing Connecticut, which is a horrible team. But, folks, let me just say this. I don't think Alabama is going to just destroy Utah State. Wouldn't be surprised if Utah State scores a few points. Alabama's probably got the best defensive player in the country. But, I don't know, just keep a sneaky eye on Utah State. and Let's see how they play there. All right, Notre Dame, Ohio State. So the storyline obviously is... Ohio State was manhandled. Um, They really didn't look good against Utah. They got manhandled by Michigan. Notre Dame, new quarterback, some injuries. Ohio State, I think, probably has three Heisman Trophy candidates out on the field. It's in Columbus, under the lights. After the embarrassing way Ohio State ended the season against Michigan, I think Ohio State wins. I say Ohio State pulls away in this fourth quarter, probably wins 10 to 17 points. I would not touch that line with anything. Uh, but I think Ohio State wins. I think Ohio State looks good. I think it sets the run in the Big Ten. Notre Dame, Marcus Freeman, they're going to play tough for him. I don't think it's going to be a blowout, but I there's no way I don't think Ohio State wins this game.
0: Um, so I'm going to pick Ohio State as well. I think it's going to be not as close of a game as you think. Um, I think Notre Dame is highly overrated. I think they announced that Tyler Buckner is going to be the quarterback. I watched Tyler Buckner play last year. The only thing he did was run the ball um, if he tried to do that. I know Ohio State's defense was not very good last year, um, and I don't think their defense is going to be good this year, but um, their offense is probably the best in the country. Um, I think Tyler Buckner is going to be absolutely shaking nervous stepping into the field um, Saturday night playing against Ohio State um, well, in that no, environment. Oh, yeah. Michael Mayer said that or whatever. So but um, yeah, we'll I think. First start, first true start. I don't know if he started last year, but I don't really care if he started last year. This would be a first true start, in my opinion. Um, it's going to be tough, um, but I think Ohio State wins by, by three or four touchdowns.
1: Let's take it. Sunday, September 4th, under the lights, 730, New Orleans, Florida State, the team that used to be good, I guess. LSU, the team that used to be good. Any chance the Seminoles go in and you think beat LSU?
0: I don't know what LSU has to even be good about, so... I mean, might as well just pick them. I have no idea about anything.
1: Wow, Stevens going with Florida State. I'll go with LSU. I hope they both lose. I do. I hope they both lose. I don't know how that's possible, but let's hope they both lose. I think that would really make for an exciting, exciting college football season opener. And then we end Monday Night Football. College football, Clemson at Georgia Tech. Georgia Tech is one of the most sick, disgusting, embarrassing teams in college football for a long time now. But I'll tell you what, I'll take Georgia Tech in the upset to shock the college football world on Monday night.
0: Um, I'm not going to go with Georgia Tech, but I think this game is closer than people think. I think Clemson is extremely overrated just behind Notre Dame um, in the fact that they're both overrated supremely. Um, but I think Clemson's still good enough to win that game. Um, but, yeah, Georgia Tech, um, they showed that they could win games last yeah, year. We were in Ann Arbor, and they I played they, good in one game. Was yeah, it I think Clemson it was game? Clemson. I think they <laughs> only down by a touchdown or a, three or a field goal, yeah, I mean. Yeah, we were, we um,
1: watching that. So or. I don't
0: – do I think this is going to be – I think this game's going to be decided by less than, at least less than two touchdowns. I think it could be even less than 10, maybe even a field goal game. But I think Clemson wins it. But um, I doubt that not saying anything about Clemson. I think if they played a respectable football team on Monday night, they would lose.
1: We know there's going to be an upset somewhere. We know something's going to happen. We're all going to have some great Week 1 um, thoughts. Um, we're going to probably get too excited about some of the Week 1 results, but that's what makes football... The great sport that it is. So, next week, we will maybe talk a little bit about Serena, see where that is. We are going to talk so much college football, it's going to make you throw up. And we will then preview week one of the NFL season, which promises um, there's some great games. We're going to start off with the Rams and the Bills, right? I think on Thursday night football. So, um, it's going to be some unbelievable football talk. That's all we're going to talk about for the next four or five months, folks. It's football season. Steven wants the Wolverines to win. I want the Buckeyes to win. We'll see where it takes us come late November.